This is the hyper vigilant What you know about? This is the hyper vigilant mind. What you know about? Oh, oh. What you know about me, hyper vigilant? All it took was that one trauma incident. Now you work with anxiety in this society. Try to figure out how to deal with it. You go to the doctor to help you fix. Bro, they prescribe you as medicine. You really need therapy. Performance of clarity. You can do it in small bites if you wish. I see folks on their worst days. Lost in despair. Guiding them through a crisis. Showing I'm there. Telling you that you got this. We can show you as well. If you tune in. To our podcast, it's called Hyper Vigilant Mindset. Helping the cognitive process, we break down different topics, making them easy to digest. Through every trial, we'll find our song in the Hyper Vigilant Mindset. Yeah, we all belong. Welcome back to the Hyper Vigilant Mindset. I am your host Sheena Glover, and I'm your co-host Rashawn McNeil Lee. We're super excited to have you back and be able to have conversations today. So much has happened, and um, we just want to have a conversation today. No particular topics, just us kind of recapping um, how our 2024 has started and what we look forward to in this new year and just how we've navigated some difficult situations that have occurred in our lives. So thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. We hope that we can give you something to take away from today's episode, even though it is a little bit more unscripted today than usual. Yeah, absolutely. Today, we're just here to pretty much unwind with y'all, you know, like, and just be comfortable in our own skin, you know, and just conversing with you guys and having something that's not really like super serious or making you be in deep and thought, you know, just something that just you just can relate to still in a way, but also like have a breath of fresh air from just what we normally be talking about. Cause you know, the things that we do talk about do be heavy sometimes. They <laughs> yeah. do. But life be life. Yeah. And, and we recognize that in many situations and what we do as a family, life is real. And there are different challenges that we come up against that we've learned to navigate strategically, most times, often than not. And we want to be able to give you those tools and how we overcome those challenges because we know it's important and it takes a village. And without people sharing their story, sometimes we start to believe that we're by ourselves and we're alone in the things that we experience. And that's not the case. It's not true. And so that's kind of what we want to really segue into today. Yeah, um, really, over the past couple of weeks, you know, my mom and I, we've been having a lot of growth between one another, and it's been uh, very individual growth, but at the same time, it's been unit growth as well, just as a family, and just us getting to know each other and having just better understanding of where we both are, um, in a sense of just how we're coming today, and Really, with my purpose and how I'm moving for this year going forward, it's just like I got a mentality of I'm not letting nobody stop my drive, stop my ambition to do what I need to do for me. Because all goals are individual. It starts with you and you are the person who sets the pace for what you want in your life. And it's easy to make an excuse to make an excuse as to why something doesn't happen instead of just saying, I don't want to do that. And I think that making a goal 
and being mindful of yourself. Self-care happens every day. It's a purposeful and intentional practice where you have to really decide to choose you, um, even in the chaos of the things that exist. And sometimes we have to choose ourselves in our work life. And that was something that I dealt with personally um, in really creating a boundary of what I need in my workspace. And a lot of people are fearful of addressing those boundaries. And it's not to say I'm not going to do the work, but if you want the best of me in this space, understand that there's things that I need to be more efficient. And consistency for me is key in having things in place that allow me to have that nuance, that <laughs> level of predictability is truly critical because we operate in a spe space specifically of unpredictability. We don't really know what we're getting into, even if we're given a little bit of information. So consistency is important and making sure that people understand how it impacts one's mental health in the space that they're showing up in and really asking for and requiring and not being afraid to set those boundaries and say, I know that you have a plan <laughs> and I want to support you in the best ways possible. However, can we take me into consideration in the plans that you're implementing? And I do projects all the time and understanding the realm of project management and really identifying what you want to do and being mindful of the stakeholders that it affects directly. And you cannot have a successful project if you don't consider all the individuals in which are going to be impacted by said project, whether it's a positive or a negative. If you're not looking at all the aspects of what that is, then you aren't doing your due diligence and really truly addressing the foundations of making that project successful. And I think in the instance where I had to create a boundary, I wasn't considered. Only things that were considered was the thousand yard view is what I was told. I'm looking at the thousand yard view. You're only looking at the 10 foot perspective. And it's like, but I'm not. <laughs> at the end of it, it starts and begins with me. And if I'm not okay, then it has zero ability to really truly be the project you have envisioned it being because I'm the one who is the piece that is the constant in the whole fluctuation of your project. And if you're not looking at that as a whole, so we can get real technical into that, but just understanding who you are and how you show up in a space also dictates how you can leverage that ask for what you need, even when Number one, a project may not be your project, but you might be impacted heavily by said project or, you know, just being in the space where you recognize that there are some things that if I had this, I could be better and understanding how to deliver that information so that the people around you understand it and aren't offended by you proposing it. And I think that sometimes people, when they have projects that they're passionate about tend to lose sight of any input because it doesn't 
for them, it could potentially kill the project that they're working on. And just being really, I had to be really strategic to let them know, I want to support you and I'm not not supporting what you're doing. I'm just telling you that I've done it. I've evaluated it. And here's some suggestions moving forward on how we can make some improvements so that everybody's happy with the overall outcome. So you said a lot where all the things that you were talking about just was going on with you in the work field. My question is for you, when them things happen, how did how did you feel at first and what did you do to kind of get yourself to be like, okay, let me calm down first. And let me get myself out of my body so I can collect my thoughts right and choose the right words because I do have to be mindful of what I say and how I say it because I don't want that person to feel discouraged in their way. Just like how you were saying, how did you get yourself out of that that mindset of frustration into being like, okay, being logical? So the the biggest key was sometimes you got to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. If you're mad about it, be mad about it. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to collect yourself so that you can respond with intellect over emotion, because just because you feel it doesn't make it fact. And the reality is being able to process things in a way where you can see all of the points. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just how I feel about it. What's the impact? What is the overall outcome that is supposed to happen by this proposal and understanding that it's not about me. That was the biggest thing. It's not, it's not a Sheena issue. However, it's a Sheena issue because it affects me directly and firsthand. However, I don't believe it's built with malice or ill intent. And one of the biggest things that I said I would operate in was a beyond to good faith is that everybody's well-intentioned and they want me to be successful and that the things that they're trying to structure around me and implement are for my benefit and not for my demise. I think sometimes when we operate from a place of trauma, we look at things very negatively and anything that happens to us is at us and not for us, if that makes sense. So looking at it from a stance of this could benefit you if it's worked right. And how can you propose something that not only works for you, but actually gets the person to their ultimate goal? And that's a cultural change and having others view what we're doing in a different way, because you don't want to kill that. Because you yourself, Aishina, want cultural change as a whole. And so to be divisive or to be negative or to be confrontational or really antagonistic doesn't benefit anybody. So really being self-aware and re-engaging the conversation in a way that is non-threatening. Because the biggest challenge as a Black woman in a space where you're the only Black woman, is that sometimes you have to really be mindful of the reception of the conversation because it's easy to go stereotypical and be the angry Black girl, but I'm more of a logical mind and I like solutions to problems and I'm all down for testing hypotheses and, you know, really, truly engaging the work and making sure we're t- 
testing and trying and doing something different. Okay, we tried this. I don't really like it. Can we try this, this, and this? And here's why. It's not that I don't think it's going to be successful. It's I'm in it and I'm doing the work and here's the things that I see. But even in that, that conversation was a challenge because the person had their mindset on what they wanted and how they saw it happening and what that looked like. And they weren't listening, but you can only control what you can control. And the key for me in all of it was to stay level-headed, present my ideas as clear as possible, and really try to emphasize the points that had the most significance and meaning to me and why they had significance and meaning. And I'm more of a, like I said, I'm an analytical brain. So here's how we measure positive outcomes. How can we measure success so that we can demonstrate all of the things that you want to see so other people can see what you're trying to portray, not only in your words, but in the data. And you are there cooking up. Again, you be going crazy. I ain't gonna lie, you be going crazy. I appreciate your words that you be saying. I feel like what you saying too in the aspect of just how you show up and the people that pretty much being stereotypical and looking at you like, oh, an angry black woman or, you know, things like that. You know, I've seen that in my workplace also, just of, you know, the people that I'm around and just the crew that I worked with, um, I say last week or, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, actually, my journeyman was going on vacation. So I was working with a different crew and, um, you know, it just seemed like they was kind of like tiptoeing around me a little bit, like didn't really want to, like they were talking to me, but they didn't want to really say too much or just, you know, they didn't, they didn't know how to gauge me, you know, they didn't know how to come at me, like in the sense to where, they didn't know what to say if I was going to feel offended by what they said. Because they don't know you and yeah, it's a fact exactly. of trust, right? Exactly, exactly. So I sensed that at work, you know, I sensed it. And uh, the German I was working with at the time, he just took the time out the day just to like, we was working upstairs, another coworker of mine was working upstairs, wiring up um, some bedrooms. And uh, he was just like, hey, just come downstairs and warm up for a bit because it was a little cold. And I, I went down there and we just started talking. And I told him, I just pretty much told him about me and in, in just a sort of spell. Like, I was just like, I want y'all to understand me a little bit more so you know who I actually am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I took that time out and I told him, I said, I am a real individual. I'm an organic person, you know, just straight from the soul. I speak with my heart. I got my heart on my sleeve in a sense. And, you know, I'm not somebody that comes and look at you guys and be jealous or envious because you're faster than me at work or you just know more like you know what you're doing more than me like obviously I'm still learning the trade you know and that's what I'm here for to learn off of y'all you know and I and I'll be looking at others and I pointed out uh, another guy that's actually licensed he's a journeyman also so we had two journeymans on the crew and I told him I said I see you and how you work. You work fast. You you move diligent. You move with pace. You know, you actually, when you do your work, you have great craftsmanship, you know, and I just look at you and I'm like, okay, I know what I need to be like. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I need to try to emulate when it comes to just this work field. And it's very inspiring seeing you do what you do because it's giving me more hope. Like, I got it too. I can do that. You know, like, he doing it, I definitely can do it. You know, I just need to look at how he doing things, seeing what's helping him move faster. 
you know, because I already know I'm slow as hell. You know, and I told them, man, they started laughing. <laughs> they started laughing, but I was like, yeah, like, I already know I'm slow. But I know one thing every time I come into work, I want to get better. Like, I just push myself. So I really appreciate you guys, like, pushing me because, you know, one guy that I was working with upstairs, I actually previously worked with him on the finish side. And he was training me up when I first got there. He was training me how to do the finish. So he was actually pushing me and was like, you know what, bro? Today, we're going to get this, this, and this done. So he set goals for me. And then we was actually getting them done. Like, we was working. It was helping me with my pace because that's all I need to work on, just me getting faster with the job and, you know, making the workflow just keep flowing good how it's supposed to be. So I just really told them who I am, and it just seemed like they found a newfound respect for me in a, in a sense. Like, they would just say, wow, like, you're you're different. Like, you got a different like you got a good head on your shoulders. That's what they tell me. And we just like, you don't go far, bro. Like just having that mindset and how you are, you know, it's going to take you places that you you can't even imagine. Like you're just going to be doing something very great if you keep it up. So, you know, I, I really do respect that part of just watching how you come and also explaining yourself when there's a need. Like you can feel that, that energy or like you can feel like they don't know what to say. And in my experience, people are fearful to ask those hard mm-hmm. questions because they don't know you mm-hmm. and they don't know how you're going to receive their questioning or their interest or mm-hmm. their curiosity. And everybody just wants to be in a space that's safe and that allows them to be their best self. Really, if you look at life in the science that has gone into understanding human behavior and like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all those things that tell you about human behavior and what drives people and what motivates them. We all have something within us that wants us to be able to be our best self. And sometimes the fear is, is this person going to limit me? If I say the wrong thing, will I lose what I've worked so hard for? What is this person? Can I count on them? Can I trust them? Is this somebody I can rely on to get the work done? So it's a lot. And everybody's coming into a situation with their own set of problems. And it's one of those things where you have to be mindful that everyone's going through something. And just the surface things that you see, it's deeper than that. And just because you don't know what's underneath doesn't mean that there's nothing there and that you have to have grace and really be compassionate enough and loving enough to take yourself away from the hurt and the anguish that you may feel in that moment to be able to give love and understanding and compassion to someone else who may be struggling way more than you could ever imagine. Yeah, I I feel that too. Like just with my job, it's like, Yes, we do the do the work and we learn the trade, but the main thing that I've been realizing that I'm actually just actively working on is just how you show up to work, just like how you said, you know, and just how what energy you're you're putting off when you just walk through the door, you know, and just like it, it really changed the whole uh, dynamic of how the work is actually going to go, like how the day is going to go for y'all. Like if you come in there motivated, you ready, you, you already like talking, they can they can see that you're you're happy in the sense that you you got some sort of you know thing just 
uh, vibrating from you. Are you just a vibrational person that is just rubbing off on people? And my journey, he told me, you know, this week he was just like, seeing you guys, right, just being like highly motivated, it really motivates me mm-hmm. to keep going. Like just seeing y'all like pushing yourselves to just be faster, pushing yourselves to just learn more and, and do more and show that you actually understand what I've been showing you guys, you know, and just seeing all of that and stuff, it just really makes me feel good. It makes me just want to keep going and have a good positive attitude going into work too. And I was just like, yeah, bro, like I understood that because I heard you because me and him, we be talking like me and my journeyman, Austin, man, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to have Austin come back on the show because he been going through some things and stuff that that's really going to be good for y'all to like just hear and learn about him too. He, He's a really cool guy. I like him a lot. But he told me before, like, before he went on his vacation, he was just like, I'm tired, bruh. Like, I'm carrying, like, my back hurting. And I was just like, man, I, I get you, bro. Like, he was just like, he was kind of beating himself up a little bit because he was he was let down that we wasn't really there as he thought we was. Like, just as a crew. Like, we wasn't as fast as he thought that we was. We wasn't uh, getting the things done like how we wanted to, you know? So I told him, bro, I said, just just give me time, bro. I got you. Like, I got you, bro. I'm going to work on my my speed because I can only control myself. So I did that this week. I definitely showed him that I got faster. I got better. Like, he was telling me, like, bro, you, you did good this week on this house. Like, I seen you getting after it. Like, you was moving with a high motor this time and, like, any other day that we've been seeing you work. So, just keep that up, bro. Like, I really love seeing you just improve like that because it was a tremendous improvement. I was just like, you know, that made me feel good, too. So just knowing and actually going into work and being motivated and actually enjoying what you do, it, it plays a big role of how you show up and just being that person that can make people feel comfortable enough to even say them things to you and, and, and express the way that they feel about whatever is going on, you know, and just keep being able to take constructive criticism and not getting your feelings too quick about it either. You know? yeah. Like my biggest thing is I want to be better. So I'm always trying to be open to feedback and it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. And I understand that from having conversations with you as my son and I'm more of that hard hit him. You, this is what it is kind of parent. But I realized that everyone doesn't receive that type of feedback. Like, cause I'm cool with it. Like mm-hmm. if you gave me something that's very direct, like this is what you did and it doesn't have sauce and sugar on it. I'm okay. I'm cool. Thanks for telling me I can keep it moving, but there's people who can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that. And just re- being able, like you said, to operate in a place that's gracious and kind and loving because life is hard by itself. And to be negative is easy. Mm-hmm. Do the hard stuff. You know what I mean? Show up and push through. Even sometimes you don't have it. But sometimes people are looking to you for that little bit of a, oh, man, you down. So things must be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why self-care is 100% a daily practice of understanding mentally where you are, being able to. And my crew would tell you, Sheena would be like, I don't have it today. <laughs> I, I I need a minute or 
you know, I self-identify where I am mentally so that people around me are aware of where they may need to step up. I will never put the whole burden on you, but understand that sometimes everybody reaches a limit and we all have a capping point where our capacity is 100% full, where we are unavailable, unaccessible, you know, like all the things that we need a hard charge and a reset and understanding that people around you can show up for you and allowing them to do so and really just creating the change that you want to see. And for me, the whole thing is living, being living proof and living the things that I say out of my mouth that I expect from somebody else. So no, it it made being able to stand on my own two feet and create a boundary, whether it was received or not, but to have the bravery to say it out loud in a space where it wasn't necessarily always received, it made me feel good and it made me feel better. Like I said it, I'm gonna give them an opportunity to do what they do with it and we're gonna move on because it doesn't change or negate how I do the job that I'm set here to do. But I also released it and I control the things that I can control and I choose to show up positively. And so, yeah, that long story for (laughs) a really long week, actually. So you, you, you live and you learn and those things that you experience in the workplace sometimes transcends itself and covers over into your personal life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we leave those things unaddressed, they cause problems and the personal spaces that we show up in, because that's usually the space where people feel the most safe and they're more willing to let their guard down. Sometimes you go, treat me like you treat the people at work. (laughs) Don't come home and treat me like you love me like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm safe to an extent, you know what I mean? Like protect me like you protect the people you work with. I feel that too. I I try to just be the same at work, at home, you know, but sometimes when you know, I come home and, you know, be talking. I'll be sensing my mom be tired, you know, because she be tired a lot just because her her station, to be exact, is like one of the busiest stations in Omaha. So she be on runs all day, every day that she be at work. So every time she come home, she just drains. She don't really got much, you know, to like, you know, give her just because she's trying to get that energy back up. So I be understanding where my mom at at, at at times, and I just give her the grace. I go, okay, you're not all the way here energy-wise. So, obviously, you're tired. I'm going to let you do you. Space out, take care of Legend, make sure he's good, make sure he's not trying to wake you up, because he will do that. <laughs> he do not care if you sleep. He's going to mess with you. But, um, you know, I always just try to see where can I pick up and help my mom life be a little bit easier when she get home off of work, man. Cause it's just like, I don't want to make anything more stressful than what it is. And we try to get her to be, you know, Zen, you know, have uh ultimate peace when she walks in the door and, you know, she'd be able to get up and be refreshing and be able to be the person that I know her to be, you know? And that's the challenge. Like, what do you do when you are busting it? Like, 24 hours at a time. And the hardest part is 
still being a mom, still being and showing up in the space that you're supposed to, still being accountable to yourself. Like I'm up most days, every day, just about at 3.30 in the morning so that I can get me a workout in because I know that if I don't get it by 6 a.m., it won't happen. And so that's my me time. That's the time that I have to kind of reset and refuel so that I can give to the spaces that I'm required to show up in and then to create spaces where I'm trying to help and assist others work through the things that I discovered about myself. And, you know, like even with my small bites program, being able to set it up in a way where I can give tools that are easily accessible and really more easy to implement because that's the thing. People want to be better. No one wants to really truly stay in a rut unless they're so deep in the rut that they're in, they can't see the forest for the trees. And we want to help those people too. So um, being able to understand how I'm showing up specifically for my family, even in the days like even at night when I'm on runs, I think, okay, Sheena, you got to try to figure out a time where you can lay down in between calls at least. So when you get home, you have a little bit more energy tomorrow than you did the last day. And what can you do to really show up differently for your family? What do you feel like they need? Like, I love to cook. And sometimes I'm so exhausted. <laughs> it doesn't really happen that way. And just, okay, my family needs a home-cooked, loving, love-filled meal to, you know, like balance it out. And it's really that. It's about balance. It's about understanding limitations and working within the scope of what you have. But it takes a lot of grace. <laughs> and I'm really, truly appreciative of the fact that you, Rashawn, are here and are able to cut the losses, you know, and really kind of fill in and be that buffer, especially for Legend, because it's challenging. Like, he wants to play. Mom wants to take a nap. <laughs> you know, like, it's two total, totally different ends of the spectrum. And how do you really give when my brain does a whole control alt delete shutdown like we going to system reboot reset and uh we might not power on for at least 45 minutes you know like it's challenging and that's where you know the family dynamic comes into play you know like you have to be able to be there and be that support for each other when, you know, you see somebody's lacking in this, you know, and I'll be telling my, my girlfriend this, like the situation that we have, it's not going to be 50-50, you know, somebody's going to be having 30% and you have to pick up the 70, you know, or that person might have 15 and you have to, <laughs> you have to, you know, put the whole uh, 85 or 95 in, you know, to get it right, you know, and um that that's just how it is. You know, I don't really make complaints of just how the situation is for us. I just look at it like, okay, this is where she's at. This is where legend is at right now. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving to make this situation better for everybody. So we all can be happy in the spaces that we're in and just creating that safe space, safe space, excuse me, here at the home, you know, cause that's where it all starts. We want everybody here to pretty much, this is going to be our utopia. Our perfect world is this house here. So, you know, 
I don't want to be over here high on emotion and being all irritated because my mom don't have no energy to cook some food. Like I'm just going to make something to eat, make some pasta or something, you know, like like, there's no point to like getting your feelings so quick about that person, not giving you what you need and what you want at the moment. You got to be able to look at like, okay, let me not be so quick to be, you know, in my feelings about it. Let me just see. Okay. She worked all day. That's the first thing. She worked all day. All right. <laughs> that, 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 that plays a part in everything. Like you worked all day. Literally. I, like I can't, I can't be mad at you for working all day, doing your job that you need to do to take care of this house, you know, to make sure that we, we still got lights. We still got the heat, you know, you can eat some food, you know, like you still do it all in that aspect of just being a provider, taking care of your family, taking care of your kids you know, as you should. And I'm just want you to know that I see your work and I'm extremely proud of who you are, what you're striving to be, you know, and the things that you have set up for yourself to show that you are trying to be the best example that you can for our family, you know, and even for my son, that's on the way, you know, you tell him like, your grandma is the truth, bro. <laughs> like she was doing it all, bro. She can cook, clean, and she can help your business get off the ground, go crazy. <laughs> like she know how to do a whole lot of things. She got her her hands on in a lot of different pots, man. And she trying to do her best in every single one of them categories. So just having all that and having all that things on your plate, I understand how it can be draining. You know, and how you can be like, dang, like doing all this. But now it's just like it's taken away from the vital piece. But the thing is, it's just like we have to find a balance within all of that, you know, and be able to make it to where you have enough energy to make sure that legend at least feels you and feels your presence, feels your love that he needs, because that's going to be a vital piece in his development because he's starting up. Me, I'm good and I understand you, but he's still like looking like, you know, kind of like a deer in the headlights in a sense. So that's just the main thing. My advice that I'll say to you is just find the balance, find how to manage it all because you are doing great things in this world and you're trying to make a difference. In any situation that you're in, you try to make a difference. You try to move with a big purpose in life and get people to see the bigger pictures also. And doing that is challenging. And I get that, you know, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's, it's balance. That's the key. And you're going to get there, you know, give yourself grace too. you know, don't beat yourself up either. You know, like I told you, you say, oh, I feel bad. I feel like I'm a birdie. Don't feel bad because I don't feel bad. But if you feel bad, you got to do something to change that, you know, because I ain't making you feel like that. That's that's just how you feeling because you understand that whole situation, you know. And you just looking at it in my lens, too. But I want you to know that this is us. This is our life. And I'm in acceptance of that. And I'm okay with that because I see what you're trying to do, you know. And that kind of brings everything full circle. Mm -hmm. Because even in talking about my experiences at work, it was like that very thing. I see what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And I support that. Mm -hmm. And I want to be that filler to fill in those voids because life is hard and you can only have so many no's and people telling you you can't and it's not going to work. 
But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is let's restructure. Let's reset. Mm -hmm. How can I best help you? And we all find the balance. (laughs) And life is balance. It's a balancing act. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's frustrating. It's traumatic Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you fall off and you don't balance correctly and you skin a knee and you have to get back up and do it again. And all those things that happen in life. And the biggest key and takeaway is you never give up because there's always that opportunity to reset and balance life. How humans are designed is to reach that place of homeostasis or that balance and to have things that just are. And they seem to work just because they're working and one system feeds into the next system and so on and so forth. And I just want to be able to continue to be a light and influence in all spaces that I show up in to create that balance. (laughs) So I really appreciate us being able to have just a dialogue, just about life and the experiences and how they spilled over into what is now home and how that looks for you from a lens of stepping in and supporting and really recognizing. Because the first step is acknowledging and recognizing and really truly identifying, oh, here's the issue. I see it. How do I respond to it? And the same thing happened for me in my workspace. Here's an issue. (laughs) I've identified it. I've acknowledged it. How do I react to it? And the key to the reaction was no reaction. It was love. It was support. It was collaboration. All the things that bleed positivity into the other person and continue their level of motivation because I'm not here to kill dreams. I'm here to support it. And I want people to feel that they are in my presence, allowed to be their best self and even outside of it, but really, truly appreciate having the conversation because it's kind of dope. Yeah, Didn't is. really think about it in <laughs> those terms because sometimes we just live life, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't really see it for its overall global impact, yeah. even if the globe is a really small one. You know, like even if it's work, gym, and home, mm-hmm. it's still your span of influence. Yeah, And each piece seems to play into the next. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I I just appreciate you sharing your thoughts and, you know, really just having a real conversation. You know, that's what I'm here for. I'm always down to have real conversations and just talk because it helps me grow as an individual as well. I'm a type of person that learn from people's experiences, even if I didn't go through them myself, because I feel like it just helps you stay on that, 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 that straight path, you know, like, and I'm a person that don't want to go through the rock, the wide road. You know, I want to go through that narrow road because I know that it's greater success going through that road because not everybody can make it through it, you know? So just being able to listen to your story and listen to what you're going through, it just giving me the knowledge to be more equipped 
on how to go out in this world and handle situations if I even encounter something like that on my own, you know, and how to do it in a respectable way and be assertive in that situation too and actually be a man, you know, and stand up for myself and conversate in a healthy manner to where it's not stepping on nobody's toes. It's not hurting nobody's egos, but it's also letting them know, like, I'm not the one that you just going to be able to talk to like that either. You know, <laughs> standing my own ground into where they both just have a mutual respect. The biggest takeaway from today's conversation for me is that as a parent, it's very critical that I share my true thoughts and I'm not wandering around aimlessly. And you're wondering why am I behaving the way that I'm behaving? But now you understand very clearly like, okay, this is what happened. And grace is easier to give when you understand the why. And being more mindful of just looking at the big picture. <laughs> I understand that I just don't exist in one space, in one realm in time. I understand that even with everything that I have to do and deal with in as being a single mom and having children and, you know, having a job where you have to be the provider and all those other things, running a business and operating a podcast, what all the things those entail for us to be successful and for the product to come out. It's not easy. And to do it graciously, humbly, and to know that this is our outlet. And it allows us to have these conversations that are good for us in a healing way because it allows us to show up not only for each other, but for ourselves and to be able to have that realistic vantage point of, okay, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to get through. And I'm going to say that again. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to get through because at the end of it, getting to the finish line and doing it and completing it and being done. And you know what I mean? Like it's more important than stalling out in the middle because you were too wrapped up in perfection. And even in the flaws of not being enough or being drained and tired, it teaches a lesson, a lesson that was received and unexpected. And it's like I say every time, it really lends into you could take away a little, you could take away a lot, but you just have to take away something. Yeah. And as I say every time, don't allow nobody to put their fears off on you. You know, if you got a, a goal, a dream that you're really passionate about, go crazy and go after it. You know, you can't let nobody deter your motivation for what you want to do for yourself. You know, if that's what's going to make you happy, go do that and do it proudly. And don't don't be apologetic for just you being you, you know, or you requiring something yeah. for yourself. Yeah. No one knows what you need unless you say. Yeah. It. And this is a true example of that. This this conversation today is a true example of me being able to dialogue the things that I was going through, help my son to better understand what I needed, you know what I mean? And to be able to give me those things graciously. So we hope to continue to operate in a space of honesty and love and truth and trust to understand that this is a safe enough space where we could continue to have these conversations and allow you to share into that. Absolutely. But we thank you for joining us. 
And we hope to see you again. We know you're coming back because this is a space for you. And this is a space for us. I'm your host, Sheena Glover. And I'm your co-host, Rashawn McNeely. This is the Hypervigilant Mindset. In your darkest night, when shadows fall, a story of hope begins to call. No, the storm-